Welcome back to another episode of the Hey Like You podcast with me, Becky. This week I got to sit down and chat with one of my favorite people, Sam Hayden. If you've known me at all in the past year, you've known that I have fallen in absolute love and adoration for this woman and her outlook on exercise and just moving our bodies. Also, <laughs> for everyone that knows me, um, you do know that I am in fact 27, but for some reason my brain decided to think I was 25 for this entire recording. So as you hear me reference my age and call myself 25, just go with it, okay? I'm not perfect. Oh, I'm so good. I'm like oozing with how proud I am of you. Like even just like the link that you send me and the editing that you're doing. And I just think it's so fantastic. And I'm just, I'm really proud and I'm so excited to be a part of it. I feel really lucky. I honestly like had little goosebumps yesterday because it was like cousin of mine yesterday who was like, I'm finally going to try Sam Hayden out. And I was like, oh my gosh, when people are like, I'll give it a shot. I'm like, you're not even in love with her. (laughs) No. Thank you, Becky. And that so that was your cousin that tagged yeah, us both yeah, yesterday. Yeah. I was wondering. I love that. I know. I was that like the so whole happy. family. We're just gonna slowly everyone's gonna do it. <laughs> yes. I like oh. I would like uh family holidays. We'll do group FaceTimes and we'll all work out together, the Haydens. I would and your I would lose family. my mind a little bit. Like that would be <laughs> that, that would was be kind of like weren't you at the Thanksgiving Day one? Didn't you come no. to the no. no oh my gosh so that's one where we'll get yeah. the whole family in one day I would I would do I'd do anything for you like anything oh, I'd you say jump I'll say how I like that's where we're at oh, in our relationship you're too good to me you're too good to me thank you for saying that I I am the feeling is so mutual and I'm just so grateful for you me too and so I guess now that we've come mm. I'm like buzzing <laughs> yeah now that we've gushed <laughs> yeah um why don't we just check in with some let's do like three three fun things about you just for people who maybe are new to you which I don't know how they could be because I literally don't stop talking about you but like for people who don't know you yet what are some three things okay. you'd like to tell them three things about me. So my first thing that I love to share is I come from a massive Greek family. Uh, I have so many cousins, so many aunts, so many uncles. And I feel like anyone who like has experienced a Greek family before, Mm -hmm. it kind of just paints the picture of like what our family dynamic is like. We're really loud. We're really fun. We're really silly. We eat a ton of really good food together. We spend a lot of time together. Um, And so that's like at my core of who I am, like a huge part of my identity, right? It's my family and, and that like loud, playful, fun, warm, connected, um, connected group of people that I was beautifully raised in I love that because I don't know if like we've chatted much about our personal lives but um I'm not Greek and I'm not Italian but as a kid we were living in Italy and so that idea of like families oh and like gosh. families like intergenerational so everyone lives together forever and everyone yeah. eats and it's noisy and it's hot yeah, yeah. So like, ah. <laughs> that's so cool I had no idea that yeah. you were raised in Italy yeah my um he worked with NATO so for four years we were in Naples so just south of Rome um and I actually I got to go to Athens um for the Olympics like this was years ago what that's (laughs) amazing yeah so cool like wildest story I have from that trip was 
Um, we were at the, who I want to say it was like Germany, Chile, um, men's prelim soccer game. And then it was like women's right after it. But anyways, we were at the men's game and we caught a soccer ball and we were like, that's it. We're dipping. Like we're not staying. And we This is it. We've it. We run out of the arena and the cops, the cops, the guards chased us down and took it away. <laughs> oh my gosh. So, Wait, yeah. what a high high to kind of like, a, oh, okay. Yeah. I guess but you can have remember, the ball back. Like, I remember loving Athens, the food. Mm. I had figs for the first time as a kid and I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> yeah, so. the food is so good. And I'm very fortunate to have a beautiful Yaya, which is my grandma, who mm-hmm. is an amazing cook. And she's passed a lot of recipes and her talents to the rest of the family. Oh, nice. uh, my little brother, Garrett, has like also become a really amazing chef over the years. Okay. And so he's like always... Uh, tapping into Yaya's recipes and yeah we we eat very well in my family but yeah and that's how we are because my sisters and my mom they were like older obviously my sisters were older than me when we, I, yeah. we lived in Italy and so they have all the recipes and so for dinners and like Christmases and stuff when we get together mm-hmm. they'll take out the recipes that they got from like friends of ours at church and friends in the community and then I just eat it because I was very much a kid when we lived there so I have yeah. no skills to show for it but I will say I play that role as well I'm like I'm here <laughs> to benefit from all of this amazing food but I'm not like the biggest the biggest cook or the biggest contributor of the cooking. Yeah. I'm a very, I'm a really good uh, supporter of the kitchen activities and exactly. taste tester. Oh, I'm like, I will sit in there. I will chat with you the whole night long. Yes. But then I'm like, I can stir the pot, but like, I can't do much else. <laughs> Just give me a, a simple job. I'm really good at chopping yeah. the veggies. Perfect. Okay. So first fact, Greek family. Fact, I love it. My big Greek family. Um, my second fun fact is Actually, within the same realm of like cooking and um, travel, I worked for Yelp in tech for four years out of college and then really had like kind of like a crisis of career about four years in and quit and went and worked on boats and cooked in um, galleys on boats for about two years. And I feel like, again, it kind of just speaks to like uh, my willingness to to just do what I want and kind of go yeah. on the adventure and attempt not to live in fear of like what it's gonna what's gonna happen or what it's gonna look like and uh, that was like a big exciting risk that I took for myself when I was 25 that I just knew I wasn't um, super happy or fulfilled professionally and I knew I wanted to travel and I knew I wanted to have an adventure and so I was like let's go live on boats and cook and have this like amazing adventure and this amazing experience while I figure out what I actually am feeling passionate about and what I do actually feel connected to. Um, So that was a massive time of transformation in my life and a a huge part of what makes me me. Uh, I learned a lot during that time for sure. Oh my god yeah I I resonate with like a quarter life crisis Mm because I was 25 working as a speech therapy assistant um, and just with like some teachers that were just like pretty negative and like kind of condescending mm. and I don't know it was a miserable experience and so yeah. I was like what if, what if I just become the teacher myself and then I don't work for teachers anymore so yeah I was um someone had told me like one of the student teachers I was coaching rugby with at that time at the school I was yeah. working in he was like be 25 working here or be 25 studying for a job that makes you happier like it kind of seems yeah. like a no-brainer to me and I was like totally oh, okay. and I remember <laughs> at 25 for whatever like I th- probably just like external 
pressure of sorts and just yeah. like what I've worked out in my mind being like, oh, it's too late. I'm 25. I couldn't possibly exactly. make a change. Exactly. And now I'm looking back five years later and I'm like, whoa, thank goodness I made that change for myself. And I had plenty of time and I, you have plenty of time at every point in life to make a change that's going to yeah. bring you more joy. Um, and so I feel like I really commend you for making that decision, <laughs> Becky. And I, I celebrate both of us in, in our our big life risks, but also recognize that like, it's never too late to make a change. Never. There's never, there's never a point where you can't. Yeah. I feel like if there was one message, there's probably a lot of things I like wish I understood better or like wish everyone else understood better, but that is a hundred percent one of them because Mm, I don't know. I find I get so anxious about like other people's timelines for me and I'm like oh forget it my life but I get so concerned where I'm like oh but she's 24 and she's in her master's already and I'm like okay so (laughs) different timelines different different timelines but it's so easy to compare and I hate comparing yeah yeah I know exactly what you mean um okay the last fun fact and I think this one is just like because I'm sitting here in my living room right now and uh, I have it's how could it not be like the ultimate fun fact is but during uh, the pandemic I came out to Kauai for a couple weeks to visit a friend um, thinking like okay if I'm gonna you know be in quarantine and I'm going to be staying in like more reserved and not being around people I want to be somewhere beautiful and I want to be somewhere where I can go to the beach and be alone and and still feel safe. And after two weeks of being in Kauai, I surrendered to the idea that perhaps I just am going to live here for a little bit uh, because I really just fell so madly in love with this island and with uh, the friendships that I did end up getting to make here and the way in which my career has blossomed here and, and also just my own like emotional and spiritual growth while being here. So right now I'm coming to you live from Kauai and (laughs) I have really no plan to leave anytime soon. I, I'm really <laughs> glad that you clarified that you've like kind of moved there because in the beginning, so I live with uh, like two friends, two really good friends, mm. one of who like loves Hawaii and has gone a few times. And yeah. so because I'm always talking about you, I was like, oh yeah, Sam Hayden, she's in Hawaii. And then it was like yeah. a week or two later, I was like, she's still in Hawaii. And then he kept going. <laughs> she and finally, my left. <laughs> yeah, well, my friend, she was like, I feel like she's been in Hawaii for a long time. And I was like, yeah. you know what? She has been. And like, neither one of us, I don't like know her well enough to just check in. But now I do, I feel. Yeah. And so now I'm like, Your friend okay, is you right. <laughs> I have been here for like five months now. And I am going to yeah. actually go back home and see my family for a couple of weeks um, in towards the end of June, um, just because mm-hmm. I am really missing them. But then I am coming back here. And when I say I'm coming back, I keep saying I'm coming home. And so oh. I'm just taking it one day at a time right now. But yeah. recognizing that, like, you know, the things can totally this surprise you. A two-week vacation <sighs> can turn into a total new life chapter. And that's exactly where I am right now uh, in my life. And I'm so excited to be on the Hey, I Like You podcast from Kauai <laughs> and getting to share a little bit of that story. Because that is, again, kind of speaks to... Um, who I am, which is very much open to the adventures of life and not feeling like, well, working daily to not feel like I have to do it anyone's way but my own. Mm -hmm. I think that's incredible. And touching base quickly, because connecting my Kauai people who I love, I I have a friend who works with the sailing school and I reached out to her and I was like, (gasps) hey, I have a friend in Kauai. And she was like, what's her name? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm going to connect you guys. 
Becky, I would love that. I love, I mean, obviously, literally my two fun facts is one, I worked on boats and two, I'm living in Kauai yeah. and I would love to meet your friend. That would be amazing. Yeah. I, I, in my head, I'm like, I feel like Kauai is so tiny. So I'm like, maybe you guys have even like already we been in the same room as each other. Honestly, <laughs> might've already been at a coffee shop or like accidentally had breakfast together. Like the way yeah, this island is, I wouldn't put it past us. Yeah, so I just, uh, I reached out to her this week, and she oh. was like, oh my gosh, yeah, of course, what's her name? Like, sorry, I haven't listened to the podcast yet, and I was like, no worries, like, I'll chat with her, I'll, like, get it from her end, and then from your end, then I'll I'll connect, connect. but yes. yeah, so. Count me in, I would absolutely love that. Okay, fabulous. I just, I love when it's, like, people who I love, and then another person I love, I'm like, okay, now we're all friends together. <laughs> yes, I feel like, fourth fun fact, something that you and I share very strongly is big connectors, like, love building community, love bringing people together, love making, mm-hmm. like, all my friends be friends, all my mm-hmm. fitness friends be friends, like, there's nothing that feels better than people you love, loving each other and getting to have Exactly, exactly, and yeah. because you and I both know we already tried to record this and it was kind of iffy then but yeah. we're doing well so far Crushing um it. the connection of how I found you and fell in love with you of like yeah I found Heather McMahon and I'm like okay I love her she's hilarious and then she posted about yes. Ray and I was like I love him he's wild yes. sometimes sometimes I'm really worried about him in New York City I'm like is he doing okay Raymond yes he is doing he is doing okay but he is the most entertaining person on social media for me these days oh my gosh Anytime he has a story, I'm like, ooh, I gotta buckle up. Like, and then it's like one or two, and I'm like, okay, Ray, I need more. Like, <laughs> yeah, give me more detail. But no, same. I'll like pop in my AirPods, and I'm like, okay, what's going on with my friend? And I'll watch like his series of stories, and then I'll message back, are you okay? And then well, typically we have a phone call that's like, I am in fact okay, but a lot is going on. And I'm like, okay. And I always, I like consciously in my head, I'm like, I gotta ask Sam if Ray's okay. Like, I'm starting to get worried about. It. Well, I'm here to report Ray is okay, but his Instagram is the most entertaining thing of mm-hmm. all time, and mm-hmm. I I can't wait to continue to watch his New York adventure unfold. I'm so proud of I him for it. picking up and moving to New York. It, we feel very much. Um, similar energy these days as I've kind of made this move to Kauai and he's mm-hmm. made this move to New York we're like ooh, we were like really comfortable <laughs> and really safe in LA just like being best friends living together life felt so easy and beautiful and now we're like in these kind of uncomfortable new situations just really yeah. learning so much about ourselves and I'm just so proud of him and I feel That's like awesome. it's, it's just gonna get better and better yeah. And he, he was that final chain where I was like, oh, he keeps posting about this friend named Sam. She seems yeah. like fit. I'll follow along. And now I'm like, thank you, Ray. Thank you, Heather. Yes. <laughs> Honestly, I love that series of connections. That's like, I have so many things about social media that can be challenging, but so many things that are so beautiful at the same time. And that ability to connect with people like that is yeah. like just really special. Yeah, there's, it's totally something like just special and great about it. So anyways, I'm so happy that they're on social media because now you and I are together on the podcast. Now we found each other. I know. I love it. Okay, so diving into, I guess, just like some more little like specific questions. Because you are basically a world traveler, like after doing your programs and hearing of all the places you've been, I was like, well, I need to know two questions. First would be... What is like a favorite view that you've seen? I love and then that the second question. would be, what is like a dream destination to mm. travel to? Because you're living in Hawaii, yeah. so I'm figuring you're in your dream location right now. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so these are such good questions. I love these. Um, I'd say my favorite view. So anytime I think of like 
I, I do a little bit of meditation and breath work. And so a lot yeah. of the time it's based in visualization and something that like really calms you down. And there's this specific view off of, um, and it's like a specific moment that I experienced off of one of the sailboats I was working on in Croatia. So in Croatia, um, you work on the Adriatic Sea. Um, it's yeah. really beautiful, like deep blue waters. Um, the sunsets are next level. The like, just the terrain there is just breathtaking. And mm -hmm. I had had so many beautiful experiences working on the boats out there, but also a lot of really challenging experiences um, while I was working on the boats out there. And I have this like moment that always stands out in my mind of me standing at the front of the sailboat, looking out during a sunset at this like beautiful, dark blue, still water. Um, and just seeing like all of the different rocky formations in the background of Croatia and just like feeling completely at peace in that moment, just feeling like I am, everything is going to be okay. And I am exactly where I'm supposed to be in this exact moment. And it's like, you know, when you, you maybe been holding your breath for a second and you take this really deep yeah. breath of fresh air and it's like, whoa, all of a sudden I feel yeah. like I can breathe again. I've had that moment uh, in a view, you know, it was like oh, everything that had been overwhelming me or all the feelings that I'd been having just totally dropped. And I was just looking at this beautiful sunset, feeling completely at peace. Um, and so anytime I do breath work or any kind of meditation and they, they say to find a calm space that brings you um, like peace, that is exactly what I visualize. And so I can't help, but when someone asks me that, go straight to that moment. Well, I've seen so many beautiful views and I'm sure there's like, I can yeah. probably list like so many amazing Like moments. so many other tropical places, but yeah. it's so neat that that happened for you. Because I think like you mentioned right at the beginning, that like working on boats kind of came at that like life change or that life shift mm -hmm. for you. And so like being able to have that like confirmation that you were doing the right thing for you and like you were totally. where you needed to be in the midst of like such an upheaval of your life like that's incredible yeah well thank you becky yeah it felt it felt really important in that exact moment so i always come back to it which i just love i love those kind of like serendipitous moments where you like get the goosebumps you feel the breath you feel like mm -hmm. ooh, i'm i'm good and i'm grounded and i'm supposed to be here and that that view brings me back to that feeling every time which is oh, very important to that. me we, uh, um, we got to do some time in Croatia uh, while we were abroad, but um, I was like ugh, like nine or ten. Yeah. But my strongest memory in Croatia, it's not the same vibe. Um, I had liver on accident at dinner, Ooh. and <laughs> we went to, I can't remember which city we were nearest to, but we went to its like national park, like a mm. national park near the city. Maybe it was and Kirka? It it happened to be a nude beach. So wow. my, me and my two brothers are just like straight traumatized. And my parents are like, okay, it's fine. Get in the car. We'll move on. We'll go find somewhere else. And we're just like beside ourselves. How old screaming. were you for this adventure? Did you say? I think I was nine oh, I mean, yeah. or 10. That's a little, that's yeah, like young. I feel like the first nude beach for a young kid is always kind of like, oh, okay. Right? Here You're we like, are. Why are, are they okay? wearing what I'm wearing? Like, yeah. why? Why are they naked? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, but I, I remember. Like I remember loving it there. The, just the, the liver, the liver, mm. and the nude beach were probably like, "Wow, this place is interesting." <laughs> well, I remember like thinking it was beautiful because I think right after the nude beach, we went to just like a different beach, and it was like mm. all these like 
not some, we didn't have a sandy beach that I can remember, but it was all these yeah. kind of like rock formations that like slowly made their way into the water. And it's yeah. just like bright blue, like you said, and it was yeah. just beautiful. And so I've always remembered Croatia as this like beautiful place to go and swim because mm. I am happiest when I'm in the water. And so yeah. when I think about traveling, I'm like, I'd love to go back to Croatia and just swim yeah. in Croatia. <laughs> I know. I'm like really, I'm jonesing to go back and potentially work a couple weeks of uh, the company I'd worked for was called the Yacht Week. And I would love to go back to Croatia and work a couple of weeks for them just to have the opportunity to to have that experience again. Because it is, yeah, it's just the water there is so, so beautiful. And there's something about being out on the boat that feels like you're mm-hmm. just like in it with the water. And mm-hmm. yeah, it's a special place. So the Adriatic. So then, I guess, what would be like a dream destination, like mm. your next dream destination to travel to? Yeah. Gosh, I, that is like such a long list. I like truly have like a list of all the places that I'd like to go. But the one that does come top of mind is I've just been really wanting to go all of um, this past year to Tahiti. Uh, I have the opportunity. So I'm potentially going to have the opportunity to go and cook on boats out there in a couple of months. Um, But it is, it is still kind of up in the air, but it's, it, that or, another way I'm like really wanting to go to Tahiti I just and I want to be on a boat I want to be on a boat and I want to be in Tahiti and those that's just like top of mind but truly that list goes on and on um, of places that I want to go that I still have not gotten the opportunity to explore Turkey is super high up on that list as well Um, yeah I really would love to spend more time in Central and South America I've always said I want to go hike Patagonia and Argentina like there's just so many there's so many things um but right now Tahiti is the 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 laser focus yeah because you guys like you your mom and your brother you guys did Machu Picchu I think you talked about once right we did yeah oh my gosh talk about bonding with your family like that was (laughs) We hiked Machu Picchu. We've done a couple of like really big adventure trips together, um, hiking Machu Picchu and then cycling through Vietnam together. And like Garrett and I were friends and loved each other like brother and sister prior to some of these trips. But then after those trips, we were like, you're my best friend. You're my ride or die. You make me laugh when I think my legs are going to fall off my body. Like, I don't know what I'd do without you sort of energy came through in our our relationship. Um, Yeah. I was, um, so I did like a podcast with my mom a couple weeks ago, just because I think she's incredible and I'm her biggest fan. And, um, I I feel like her and Stace could be best friends because I asked her, I was like, what's a dream place you want to visit? And I've known my mom for my entire life. And she's like, oh, I really want to hike to Machu Picchu. And I was like, oh my gosh, never heard of that. And she's like, yeah, I'm trying to like lose some weight and train my legs and like get my knees capable to hike a Machu Picchu. And I was like, oh my gosh, Evelyn. So I'm like, you loved it. But I remember you saying it was really hard. It was really hard. You know what it was? It wasn't even like the physicality. I think that, well, okay, let's be clear. The physicality, (laughs) it was also very challenging physically, but um, I had never had altitude sickness before. And I didn't get like as thick as other people do, but like that level of altitude, just like, it just, it was a challenging thing to overcome. (laughs) And that's when Garrett and my mom really came in clutch when they were like, it was just, we made it all the the challenging parts really funny, which is like our, our MO together. Yeah. Yeah, It's like, oh, it's, 
you feel like you're going to throw up, but we have a 10 mile hike. Let's laugh all the way through it. And so we did. And, and it's so was so worth it and so beautiful. And Evelyn would thrive out there. And I absolutely I love that vision for her. I think she should oh, do man. it. I love her. But she just like, we joke that she's a shark. And that's where I'm like, I feel like her and Stace would get along because she totally. like can't stop moving. And we're like, yeah. if you stop moving, you're going to die. And so whenever like her and my dad and I went on vacation to Hawaii together a few years ago. And she was like, guys, we're going to do this, 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 this. And then we're going to yes. do this, this, this. And me and my dad are like, okay, no, we're going to go to the beach. You can do all of those things on your own. We're actually going to have a really chill vacation. That yeah. Is, that sometimes Garrett and I do have to do that to Stace where we're like, um, maybe no. we like, maybe we like go to the beach today. Maybe we like, maybe we take yeah. a, a chiller approach. Uh, the craziest 100%. one was for sure. Cause Machu Picchu was like super planned out, right? Like we knew we were going to be crushing it. The, the cycling trip through Vietnam, there were like actually days where Garrett and I were like, uh, <laughs> we take the day <laughs> off. Like I can't, my little legs cannot go anymore. And she, she, she's open to negotiations on family vacations, which is very nice. I wanted to check in and see because something that some people actually were asking me to ask you was about your your balance between like life and exercise which I think is even more interesting because your like life and your income is exercise and so how do you kind of balance moving for yourself and like keeping your kind of life in order but still still maintaining like a joy for it because it's also your livelihood yeah yeah Yeah. such a good question um so I feel like to give like a good clear answer to this one it giving a little bit of background to like how I ended up having fitness be such a huge part of my life is important uh, which is growing up I was always uh, a pretty like sick kid I had a couple of different autoimmune issues in high school um, I have this rare strain of mono called Epstein-Barr virus I won't get too technical okay. into it but basically <laughs> if I don't take care of myself I found out in high school um, I I'm like just out. I am so, I go into like extreme exhaustion, brain fog, like cannot function. Oh, wow. um, if anyone's okay. ever had mono, it's very similar to like what you felt yeah. like when you had mono. I've had like six or seven times throughout my life. Um, oh my so gosh. It, it was a really interesting experience in high school when, you know, we're not, that's not a time where I was like really knew much about how to take care of myself, even being a gymnast um, and even having like a super active mom and dad I like didn't I didn't know how important it was yet for me um and so basically the only way in high school I was able to live what was more of like a normal high school life was through really really uh like healthy nutrition habits Mm -hmm. and um having a personal trainer and having regular exercise baked into my life which was just like so you know, that's not a normal high schooler's experience. I was really fortunate that I was able to find people to teach me how to take such good care of myself at such an early age. And so from then on, it just kind of became this thing that had to be a priority, right? I remember in college, you know, the freshman year, I, I was just having so much fun and I wasn't, it wasn't a priority. And I, I relapsed and I went straight back into like full exhaustion, couldn't get out of bed, couldn't go to class, brain fog, like just, okay. It was, yeah. So it was like, I would not prioritize it. And then I would instantly be reminded why I have to prioritize Why it. you have to. Yeah. So it was a, a good, really good learning experience. And it's got me so far 
in my life and has literally created what you see today in terms of my healthy habits um, in the sense that like I know what I need to do to feel good and I know what I need to do to be able to live a healthy life and it is based so much in good nutrition and exercise and so a lot of like what motivates me on any given day is like oh I don't I really don't know if I want to move my body today mm-hmm. and then remembering like okay or like you have I want to I want to have energy I want to feel good yeah. I want to have endorphins I don't want to feel fatigued um, I'm just gonna go for a walk and so I think that's that's a really valuable skill I've learned more as an adult is that like movement and healthy habits can look however I need them to, but I, mm-hmm. I do need to physically have them be a part of my life. Yeah. Um, that's excellent. Yeah. So well, it's, yeah, it's, it's very important. It's become very important to me. But with that being said, like when I first became a personal trainer, I definitely struggled with a balance um, yeah. of feeling like, Ooh, now it's my job. I have to work out all the time. And I, I have mm-hmm. to, do the, try this class and know about this mm-hmm. modality and I have to move every day. And, um, that also had a, a not positive effect on my health and my autoimmune issues. Um, mm-hmm. burnout is real and yeah. there is a balance. Right. And so I feel like it's been in the last couple of years of working in this industry that I've really given myself the space to find that balance and, Um, finding like mobility work has been a huge catalyst for that finding breath work and meditation has been a huge catalyst for that finding a love of just walking has been really helpful just like daily covid walks around the neighborhood yeah (laughs) just like oh you want to move your body today set a timer for 30 minutes sam and just go outside and breathe and move Mm -hmm. and um yeah so yeah that's that's also been a huge learning experience as well so finding that really beautiful balance between Um, I do this because I love my body and I want to feel good, but I don't need to like, quote unquote, grind it out in order to love my body and feel good. Okay. I'm so glad you said that because something that I've only managed to kind of be a new way of thinking that's only come to me in this past year of like daily, almost daily exercise, thanks to like your programs and whatnot, Mm. was that mentality of like, okay, I'm going to move because I want my body to move and like my body wants to move. Like I'm going to move to make myself feel better and not because it's like being forced because I found in the past, like I've always been a curvy girl. Like in an earlier episode, we talked about crushes and stuff. And like, I've always been curvier and like weighed more than any guy I've ever been attracted to. It's just my life. But (laughs) I used to think like in high school and like early twenties, like, okay, well I have to lose weight like because Mm. I have to, because that's just how the world is. Yeah. And I used to be so like totalitarian about exercise where it was like, Mm. you have to do it for like an hour and you have to sweat so much and you have to like not be able to breathe in the yeah it's like a punishment almost it's a punishment it 100% was and then I just kind of stopped exercising I got much more into the like okay I'm just gonna like love myself and be comfortable with myself energy mindset and that's been great Mm. and then it was uh a year ago where I was like okay I do love myself but that doesn't mean I'm not going to move or exercise because I love how I feel afterwards and so it's just been like a slow but steady mind shift to being like move because you love yourself but you don't have to change yourself to be loved yeah yeah Yeah. I love that like exactly what you just verbalized that stance on movement is like exactly what I 
want people to feel when it comes mm-hmm. to my brand, when yes. it comes to my business, when it comes to my approach to fitness, right? Is that like, we movement shouldn't be a punishment. It shouldn't be this like brutal, painful thing. Yeah, we can work hard and we can have goals and we can have things that we're wanting to accomplish, of course, but it should be fun. It sh- we should do it because it feels good. We should We should get to look forward to it. Not all days, but some days. Like, I understand that not always is it going to be like, yay, I get to work out today. But, you know, there should be an element of like, oh, this is kind of fun. And I kind of look forward to this. And And I love the way it feel. Yes, because there totally are days. Like, I know when I'm on my period or something, I'm like, okay, I'm not going to, like, force myself to exercise because I'm just not going to enjoy it. Or, like, I'm just not going to. It's, I just don't want to. Yeah. And so I'll take the day off. And in the past, in years gone by, that would have been when I'd be like, okay, we'll give up because like you failed. Yeah. But I was noticing like, okay, I'm just going to take two to three days off and that's okay. And then I'm going to get right back on it and I'm going to take it at my yeah. own pace. And I think I put it on Instagram a couple of days ago where I just kind of realized in my head, like movement isn't a punishment, like you said. And it's yeah. also not like a prerequisite for a treat or like a reward. Like yeah. I just move, period because my body likes it and that's it that's all it is I love that (sighs) Becky and that like hearing you say that and hearing you feel like you found that balance in your body and in your mind just makes me so proud and it just it makes me I tell you this all the time for everyone out there I tell Becky this all the time that like the feedback that I get from you and your shares on Instagram and, and everything that you say about your experience with movement this past year is like so much of what fuels me to continue building these challenges and like just gives me so much inspiration. Like without you, there would be no me. You know, oh this gosh. is this is why I, I do what I do. And it just makes me really proud to hear you verbalize that because I, I feel that exact same way. And I feel mm-hmm. like the more people that we can help um, feel that, the better mm-hmm. we're all going to be in our like movement journeys and our, our health journeys. A hundred percent. Because I'm like, okay, everyone, everyone out there, like just, just do a little bit. And yeah. like you were saying, like even walking, like it's just, it's just like getting up, moving your body and you'll, you're never going to feel worse for it afterwards. But mm-hmm. it's just like, how are, what kind of mental dialogue are you having with yourself? Or like, why totally. are you like forcing yourself to do this. And yeah, I just, I love you and I love how you say mm-hmm. it. And something I've always loved is whenever you're like, whatever is like safest and greatest for your body. Mm, because again, yeah. I used to live in that headspace of like, give it your all, no guts, no glory. Like yeah, you can't stop till you can't breathe. Yeah. And now I'm like, okay, no Becky, like yeah. scale it back, like calm down, like push yourself, of course. Yeah. But don't hurt yourself. Your like, safest just- and greatest is the mm-hmm. like, that is such a uh, powerful statement in all things, right? Anything mm-hmm. that we do, like your best effort, but within the safety of your own body. And I think it's important to note that like my approach to fitness and health might not be exactly what everyone's needing. Like there will be people out there who are like, oh, I do really love when a trainer actually does really push me. And like, I mm-hmm. do like feeling like, what was your statement? Like, I got to give my all guts and glory. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) There are trainers out there who, who do teach that. And there are clients out there who thrive in it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I think Mm -hmm. that's not to say that it's, it's bad or it's not as successful. It's just not my approach and it's not your approach. And that's why I Mm -hmm. so stand behind, like, you know, every person will find their trainer. Every person will find the person that resonates with them. And, and, I've had phases in my life where maybe the 
the all guts, no glory mentality actually did serve me quite a bit, but it's not where I'm at right now. And it's actually not where I, I think I'll probably be at for the rest of my life because balance is the way that I like to live and, and peace is the way I like to live. And mm-hmm. so this style of training serves me now, but that's not to say that, you know, it doesn't work for everyone. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's like been the biggest thing as a trainer I've had to surrender to is like, um, I just have to continue to tap into what feels in alignment with me and what feels in alignment with the people that I'm working with and, and teach from my heart and know that the people who that feels right for will continue to find me and work with me. And I'm just like, every time you say something, I'm just sitting here beaming. Cause I'm like, mm-hmm, yeah, that's my girl. That's it. Oh, thank you. Oh. Thank you for the support. Oh it my gosh. So anytime, much. like mm-hmm. anytime. And I just keep kind of glancing at the questions. Cause I'm like, wow, I feel like we've kind of touched on everything mm-hmm. already. Like it's just been so, we, so slow, Becky. we, really we do. Slow. I'm like, Oh yeah, we talked about that. Oh, we talked about that. Yes. I love it. Okay. So then here's a question that I didn't necessarily prep you for. Mm. So you can take your time with it. But if you could pick an age in your life where, Mm. and this, I kind of, in my mind, I'm like, I feel like 12 was really pivotal for me, like 17, Mm. kind of like teenage years or 20s. But just Sam, from your years gone by, what would be a message that you wish you could like tell, have told yourself or have? Oh my gosh. Yeah. No, for back then. Such a good question, and like literally, I know, and I feel bad for not prepping you. (laughs) No, I actually kind of like I like the off the cuff because as okay, I also feel like I like operate a lot off of like um like gut reactions, and like I'm sure there's like so many ages that I could reference here. But as soon as you were asking the question, I pictured my 22 year old self. um, Okay, because I was 22 year old Sam. Oh my gosh, 22 year old Sam like thought she was supposed to graduate from university and just like be like be a grown-up like have right? an apart a fully furnished apartment that like had really nice things in it and she's supposed to have like a retirement plan and a oh, oh, 1K. and it's like yes I look back at 22 year old Sam and I'm like oh girl just like take a breath I don't yeah I don't know where that pressure came from because it was really interesting like if I look up I look at myself from like zero to 22 I really was just like more in a flow state just kind of like letting life happen. And I'm not really like, I wasn't really hard on my that hard on myself, at least on on that particular topic. Um, it wasn't like, oh, if you don't get the perfect grades, or you don't have the perfect internship, you're failing. I wasn't like that at all. But something happened at 22, where I was like, if I don't get the perfect job, and have the perfect apartment and have the 401k, then I am failing, which yes, God, and I don't, I don't know why we're like that. Cause like I have a similar, but like same, same, but different a little yeah. because I, I'm in a, I come from like a fairly religious background, like super yeah. pretty religious family, whatever, whatever. And so I just have this very like, like this culture of like my church kind of like in my bones and I can't shake yeah. it. And so for me, I'm like, Oh my gosh, I'm 25 and I'm single and I haven't had like five kids yet. I'm failing God. <laughs> I'm yeah. like, no, no, I'm not. But you just kind of yeah. have that mindset where you're like, okay, I'm going to do this and be this and do this yeah. and do that. And you're like, it, yeah. And so I think it is maybe that comparison idea or just, totally. it's like, we're all in a rush to grow up and it's like, yeah. you have so much life ahead of you. Like calm down. Totally. Well, it's just so funny. Cause I mean, to your point, right? Like you have so much life. Like I'm 31 right now. And if I look at 22 year old Sam, 
Like if I had told her that we were going to be 31 living in Kauai and not own any <laughs> furniture, like she would have yeah. been freaking out. But it's like, I'm the happiest I've ever let myself be. And it's because I've, I feel like I've really let go of a lot of that, um, that comparison and that external yeah. pressure to uh, have my life look a certain way because I'm a certain age. And like, mm -hmm. even I look at that 22 year old Sam again, and I'm like, you were 22. Like what? You're so on young. Earth? You were so young. Like, yes. and that's why I am so proud of myself for at 25, having the, the guts and the, the, yeah, being able the to career. Like, walk away from it. Yeah. And just letting myself make a decision that felt right for me versus mm -hmm. continuing that um, internal dialogue that like I had to live life a certain way or I was failing. Mm -hmm. um, yes. And so 20, I would say very much to 22 year old Sam, like be kind to yourself. You're going to figure it out and you're going to figure it out on a, a timeline that you never planned for yourself. And it's going to be perfectly perfect. And right now where you're at, you're exactly where you're supposed to be. And you don't need to be so, so hard on yourself every step of the way. I love that because, yeah. again, going with that like same, same, but different idea. Mm. I, I feel like now I'm always, I want to ask that question to everyone. Yes. Like, what would you tell yourself? Because when I think back to like me at a stage in my life when I kind of had like a big change, it was 25, obviously, when I like yeah. changed careers. But going back even further, it was like seven, 18, I think, like freshly graduated high school. Yeah. And my mom is because she is a shark, she's a powerhouse. My mom has like a degree. She has two masters. Like she wants to go to law school now. She's in her sixties. Like mm. she just doesn't stop. So, yeah. um, and I remember telling my mom because she was like, okay, you graduated. And I feel like maybe Canada is just a lot more relaxed about like post-secondary than like the United States is. Cause I feel like my friends in the States have like their college admissions in grade 11, but up here yeah. my mom's like, okay, you graduated. We should look into university. Like it's yeah. just a lot more chill. Yeah. Um, and I Love remember looking the idea at her. of it being a little <laughs> bit more chill. Yeah. I was like, I feel like either the movies just like overstimulate you guys, or maybe we just are way understimulated up here. But mm. anyways, I do um, think there's so much pressure. There's, it's a, There's it would so be an much. interesting thing to dig deeper on, right? Because there is just, yeah. there is a lot of pressure to, to follow a timeline. Um, exactly. But I do feel like as of recent, I've seen potentially a little bit of an evolution away from like that strict timeline of like you graduate and you go to university and then you graduate from university and you have to and then you get a career. Like, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. I and then you have like the 401k. <laughs> people are challenging that lately and I, and generations are challenging that. And I really love, I love to see that. That makes me happy because I wish that I was challenging it at 17 for the right reasons, mm -hmm. but unfortunately it was for the wrong reasons because, yeah. like I said, my mom was like, okay, Becky, so, like, where do you want to go to school? What do you want to study? Like, it's time we, like, get serious about this. Like, I either had or was about to graduate. And I remember looking at her and I was like, oh, but I'm not going to go to university. And this is my mom with, like, multiple degrees. She's like, why not? I was like, well, because girls who go to university don't get married. <laughs> Oh my because God. in my mind, I was like, I need to get married. Like I need to be a good housewife for someone out there. And I just, so I wish I could tell 17 year old mm. Becky to be like, babe, calm down. Like at 25, yeah. you're happier than you've ever been. And you're yes. sing as single as you've ever been. Yes. But, um, yes. but yeah, I kind of had that realization last summer just amidst mm. COVID and stuff when I was like oh if like 17 18 year old Becky could see me right now she'd be like wow yeah. you failed and I'm like but I'm actually really happy and yeah. I'm okay with that like 
changing Isn't timelines, changing plans so is good. Interesting that like, just I just the set timelines that we give ourselves when we're young kids and the expectations that we put on our lives like those are sometimes the things that keep us from actually being happy and one of my girlfriends I'm living with here in Kauai like really lives this beautiful um, mindset of like non-attachment to fulfilling the expectations that she put on herself as she was growing up and it's just like such an expansive idea to me of like it can look however you want it to look and yes 17 year old Becky did not get to tell 25 year old <laughs> Becky how to live her life no and I just oh man it just it makes me so happy that like I'm able to be like wait no I'm happy and like whatever I had in mindset then is totally different now and that's okay because I feel like sometimes we just get convinced that it has to be rigid to be successful and I'm yeah. like for me, it's just feeling good and being happy. It means I'm successful. And I just, yeah. Wow. We could get really into like, uh, all of, all of the fun things about capitalism, but I'm like, I'm just happy and I'm happy. You're happy. Same. Same. I feel like it's a whole, it's a whole other podcast episode. You and I dropping in on deeper, like all of our life choices and all of our things we would say to the childhood versions of ourselves. I mean, I, we could, we could do that. We'll give it a few weeks, but yes, yes. I'm into it. <laughs> yes. Okay. So I just have a couple last things and then mm. I'll let you go with your Please. wonderful day in Hawaii today. Um, mm. So the first one is going to sound silly and kind of out of left field now that we've just had this great chat about, you know, just letting our lives take the course they need to take. Yes. But I have been asked to make sure I ask you this and yes. then we will have it on record for all future queries. How does one get a booty? What are the exercises someone should be doing? I love this question. I love this question. One of my friends, she was like, are you interviewing Sam Hayden? I need to know, like, what do I need to do to get a booty? And, like, I was just kind of born with one. Like, it's just all in the right area. And I was like, okay, I'll ask. That's amazing. (laughs) That's amazing. And I love this question. And I think here's the thing, right? Like, we talk a lot about, like, movement and it feeling good and doing what feels right for our bodies. But that's not to say, like, I think on the same kind of parameters of like finding the trainer that works for you. Like also there's nothing wrong with being goal oriented in your movement practice, as long as it's coming from, you know, a mindset that still feels good. Like I have definitely had times where I've been like, I'm going to build my glutes and that's going to be the Mm -hmm. focus of my workouts. And that feels good. And that feels fun. And that feels like something I want to show up and do. And I feel motivated by it. Um, So I think goals are also like, to be celebrated and they're beautiful and I specifically love the one of growing the glutes Uh, (laughs) and I can relate to it so when it (laughs) comes to training glutes I think there's a couple different things that I really typically prioritize with clients one would be um, in their their ability to actually move through their hips right like I do a lot in the 30 by 30 program on hip mobility Um, yeah the 90 90 yeah the 90 90 the hip circles Uh, so many different movements for those hips because if we don't have the range of motion it's really hard to train the muscles um, in the group okay and so that's where a lot of that mobility work comes from so that's part one Um, part two is activating the glutes Uh, so we do a lot again in the 30 by 30 with band work where we're like doing glute bridges we're doing lateral banded steps and we're really just slowing down movement to mentally be like okay do I feel the muscles in my butt? Do I know where they are? How does it feel when I feel them? Um, does I Do I understand what that contraction is? And I think that's that number two is 
the glute activation slash mind body connection element of strength training. And I can uh, definitely testify to that because I can think of a few times I've done glute bridges with you and I've had like a cramp in my butt cheek. Mm. <laughs> I'm like, okay, and then, like, this is in oh, the right spot. The glute. This is the glute. <laughs> and it was really yeah. interesting, you know, in the beginning of my strength training journey, even as I was learning a lot about this stuff, I, I like didn't, I had awful hip mobility from past gymnastics injuries yeah, and I wasn't I feeling that. my glutes. I really wasn't. And so it wasn't until I really got deep into the mobility work and then started pairing that with really quality, slow and steady activation work that I was like, oh, I've been doing hip thrusts with my low back and hamstrings for months. And this okay. is now what it feels like to train my glutes. So I think the prep work is, it's not as sexy as the the actual like strength training portion is of it, but I think it, you cannot accomplish one without the other. And then the third piece of that would be actually lifting some heavy weight with your glutes um, and okay. strength so training in that lift? area. So a couple of different movements can target the glutes. Uh, my favorite is a hip thrust or a glute bridge okay. um, because it is just so targeted and I love yeah. I think everyone can testify when they're wanting to train their glutes and feel like they're working that muscle group there's nothing that feels better than being like there it is I feel yeah. it right there and it's sore <laughs> the next day and hip thrust accomplished that for me um, tenfold when I do the mobility work and the activation work deadlifts are really great yes they also target glutes but they also target hamstrings which are the muscles along the back side of the legs yeah um, I sometimes will call them the booty lifters because when you have strong oh. hammies they lift the glutes right they lift up your booty Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then also in a deadlift, you'll also feel the glutes. It's active. It's active there as well. Yeah. Um, and then one of my favorite movements right now that we have done a couple times in the 30 by 30 that I just like when I walk away from it, I'm like, yeah, that was that was glutes. <laughs> is a Bulgarian split squat. I mean, that's like I a more need to work movement. on my Bulgarian split squat. Yeah, Ooh, you can I'm so close. <laughs> you can start with that split squat. You can start with a yeah. lunge pattern and try and find like a glute dominant based movement in that. Mm -hmm. But I just there's something about like a light Bulgarian split squat where I'm like, wow, if I pair it with a hip thrust, I just did this workout yesterday too. So I'm like I totally cheating. Yeah, yeah. I'm totally no, cheating. No, I saw it on your like, videos. <laughs> and today I'm like, oh my gosh, my glutes are so sore. So, Which is perfect. The, the, the list goes on and on. Like there's movements yeah. you can do on cables for glutes. There's movements yeah. you can do like with barbells, with dumbbells, with kettlebells to target glutes. But I'd say my three favorites right now or hip thrusts, deadlifts, and Bulgarian split squat. That's perfect. Yeah. I'm going to, yeah. well, she'll listen and she'll find out. But yeah. yeah, she's like, I need to know because like, she's like, the fact that my butt just goes straight down, it just, it goes straight. And I was like, okay, I will ask how to build the booty. <laughs> I have got you, girl. I've got you. But I, I, I have to emphasize as a trainer, the importance of the mobility and the activation mm -hmm. and that mind-body connection. Like the strength training is so amazing, but it's nothing without that actual like, range of motion and connection to your body. Mm -hmm. And I just have to add something that I feel is I finally accomplished because just have forever hyping you up and your services. You Thank are you. so good at explaining like how things should feel and where you should feel them and mm. like modifying because for the longest time I would just do lunges and I was like, that's fine. It's whatever. But then I think I've been in one program. You're like, okay, this is your working leg. Like you need to feel it in this mm. leg and not that one. And I was like, oh, I think I've been doing them wrong forever. And now yes. I like try to do them. And I'm like, these are so much harder. Yes. And I'm just, it's 
it's such a nice victory to be like, okay, I'm doing it right. Mm. So it's going to be harder, but it's going to get easier because I'm doing it right. And my body's totally. going to like connect and cooperate better because of it. Oh and I'm gosh. like, sure. I love it. I love it. But yes, lunches and I, not friends. <laughs> yeah. I totally can relate to that in the sense when I, I started realizing how bad my hips were and how, how much I was actually missing out on uh, the quality of movement from my hip issues. I had to probably scale, but let's say like, I was back squatting like 125 pounds and then realizing my hip issues, I had to scale all the way back to like 40, 50 pounds, work on my hip mobility, work on my activations. And then I was still slowly able to build back up. But it's like, sometimes we have to take steps that feel like they're backwards in order to take leaps forward. Um, And that's really, I think, a challenging thing with training, like such a huge part of like being a really goal oriented workout routine where it's like I want to build my glutes is the mental aspect of feeling like I just want to make progress 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 but it sometimes has to be like exactly what I said I'm gonna take 20 steps forward and then 40 steps back and then 100 steps forward you know yeah you just because you have to be able to kind of start at a at a base that's like safest and greatest for yourself Mm, look at her using the language (laughs) yes yeah you have to you have to be um, you have to communicate with your body and you have to ask yourself, you know, that, that mind body connection is no joke. Once you start feeling and mentally start thinking about the muscles that are working for you and the movements, you get so much out of it and you're sore in places that you never realized you could be sore before. And, um, that's, that's like one of the coolest things to see happen for clients and to see that connection happen for so many people. And the 30 by 30 challenge has been so rewarding. And, and that, again, just goes back to you, right? Like you're so communicative of all of these connections and all of these things that you're experiencing. It just fuels me, Becky. Like it just, every time I'm like, yes, people are getting it and it's working and I just, and it's fun and it's everything well, it is. it to be. Like, like it's fun. I'm laughing. I'm having fun. I'm sweating. And I like, I'm so sad because my Fitbit broke. And so like, not that I was working out just to see how hard I was working out, but yeah. now I'm like, I like want to know, like, Am I, did I work harder on legs today than I did on legs last week? Yes. Or like, am I going harder? And I'm like, mm, I need to get a new fitness tracker because I just like to see kind of how my body's able to put out the energy yes. that it's got. And like, yeah. So I love it. I love it. And mm. I can honestly talk to you for hours just like about Same. your life because Same. I'm just like, we're friends and we're going to be friends forever. Yes. But I appreciate that you did take this hour. Mm. And so I will let you get back to your life. I just had Thank one you. final thing. I was yeah. wondering if there's anything because it's the Hey, I Like You podcast. And I was like, mm. I want this podcast to be kind of something that can be positive that kind of reminds us to like think about the things that we're liking or the things that kind of make it easier for today or for the week. Yeah. So are there any things that you're liking this week? Mm, that's such a good question. There's two things. Um, okay, good. One, I feel like I talk about this a lot, so it's not just a this week thing. It's an all the time thing. But my mm-hmm. grat- I, I always come back to um, my gratitude practice. Yeah. I love my gratitude practice. It just brings me so much joy on days where you wake up and you're kind of grumpy and you're maybe feeling like a little tired and you're not sure about the day. Every single morning without fail, I write down three things that I'm grateful for, even when I even when I have five minutes, even when I have 20 minutes, and it just mm-hmm. totally shifts my energy um, from a place of like, I'm tired and grumpy to like, whoa, I'm so lucky. Like, here are the things I'm grateful for. Um, and so that that is something that I 
I'm liking slash loving all the time, but well, and especially I love that that's, always this week. <laughs> I love that you said that because yeah, so the podcast was essentially like things that we're liking and we're positive about, but it kind of came out of the frustration of like friends and family who who maybe were upset with the way their lives looked or were upset that things weren't working out the way that they mm-hmm. wanted, like on their timeline. And I was like, guys, like there's still good. Like there's still things we can celebrate. There's still things to the, to get excited about. We don't yeah. have to be on that timeline or we don't have to be comparing to other people. And so I was like, okay, I want to just have a podcast where I share my feelings. And then I like kind of zero back in on those things that, that make us smile or that make us happy. And so mm. I'm like, gratitude. I'm like, yeah, that's exactly it. Like three things every Truly. time as often as you can that that you like it's just crazy it is so crazy for me to see like how much power living daily in gratitude has over mm-hmm. my overall joy in life yeah. um, and that's not to say that it works every day some days I do my gratitude practice and then I'm like okay I'm still kind of grumpy today yeah. <laughs> but it's like it does give me the opportunity to reflect and shift my energy and to take a moment um, to live in gratitude and I think um, to Yan- Yancey was one of the contributors of uh, the last challenge, 30 by 30 spring. Um, he explains that like at the root of all things and all um, like self work and positivity practice is gratitude. And I just, that resonates really, really strongly with me. Um, that's so that's excellent. one. And then the yep. other thing that I did this week that I'm really liking slash kind of not liking but it's it's good is um I went out and I went surfing at sunset last night and um I actually at a time in my life was a pretty decent surfer I like have gone to surf camps and have gotten pretty good um but I had like a really scary surfing experience uh last year or two years ago where I like really just got like like, like washing machine washing machined and Mm -hmm. it's created a lot of anxiety for me around surfing which um, I am super aware of and working to overcome. And so mm-hmm. in nice, like last night where I go out and I, I tell, you know, I told my friend I was going with that I, I was just going to be out there and float with him and, and be a supporter. And that I'm, I'm still not feeling fully ready to like drop in and, and, and fully commit. But I think I'm just always really proud of myself when I do things that make me um, anxious or uncomfortable and that challenge me. And that is one of, that is one of those things. Uh, so I, I was anxious the whole time I was out there, but I was like, this is good. This is a yeah. good challenge. And I'm proud of myself for coming out here and floating and for being aware of the anxiety. And I even like went into a little bit of like conscious breath work to calm myself yeah. down and to be like, you're gonna, you are okay. You are okay. Yeah. And I think I love those like little testing grounds for um, stress and anxiety in my body and, and putting myself in those situations when it is actually, in fact, quite safe to practice that and to regulate my body and my mind and then walk away from the water and be like, you didn't catch any waves, but you were totally okay and safe and yeah. and you did it. And so that's, that's a thing that I'm just waking up this morning, a part of my gratitude practice, being really grateful for um, my ability to put myself in those situations and the opportunity to go out into the ocean and watch sunset from the water in Hanalei Bay here in Kauai. Fabulous. Yeah. I'm like, it sounds like a dream, but then to also be able to like consciously check in and like make Mm. sure that you're doing okay, that you're safe and that you're pushing yourself, but you're not like pressuring yourself, like just taking the time 
to make it right with yourself. I think that's fabulous. That's yeah, awesome. Thank you, Becky. Thank you. Oh my God. I'm so excited about this podcast. You're so special and what you're creating is so special. Oh my gosh. And even just hearing like the purpose behind where this came from in in your, you know, in your heart and in your mind is so special and and who get to be around you are just so lucky because you're such a gift. Oh my gosh. And so like, honestly, so are you. I oh my gosh. That. I love you. I, I honestly can't too. thank you enough for coming and taking the time for the third time this, these mm. past weeks to make this I happen. I am so proud of you. And I just think it's really important to me that you know that like our internet, like love affair and friendship is really real to me. And it really means a lot. And I'm so happy honestly, to show up for you over same. and over again, the way you show up for me. Oh man, honey. Like, honestly, I'm like, if I am ever in Kauai, I will find you. Cause I'm like, yeah. mm, it sounds kind of stalkery, but like, I just want to like give you a hug. I'm like, you've just Same. made such an impact on my life. And I'm like, Same. I just, I need you to know that. So thank yeah. you. Thank you. One day we will <sighs> hug in person. We will. And we'll eat really yummy food and um, yes. tan and wear bikinis because that's where I'm happiest. <laughs> yes. Same. Okay. So much same. Have an amazing day and just, yes, yeah, have the best too. week. And the same goes for each and every single one of you out there listening. I hope you have an incredible week. I hope you do something that makes you smile, that makes you laugh, that puts a little bit of joy back in your cup. And um, I just love you all. So thank you so much for listening. And we'll be here same time, same place next week. Bye.